while this body may die, there is something I believe that is within us that carries on. I can't prove it. I can only choose to believe in it. And there's a beauty to that. Welcome to the Think Out Loud podcast. My name is George Yui, and this podcast is dedicated to those who are passionate about their personal development and are looking to create lives of passion, purpose, and peace. This podcast is called Think Out Loud because I've learned as a coach that when we think out loud, that is where insight is born. We see things more clearly, we feel things more deeply, and we move forward in life from our most authentic self. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I just want to take a moment to thank all of you for tuning into the Think Out Loud podcast over the last several months. Um, to be honest, this has been, uh, I took a little gap in recording episodes. And so this is the first time in a while where I've sat down and I'm just feeling so full of your love and your feedback and how it's been supportive to all of you. So thank you so much for that. Um, as I come back to the recording seat, uh, I felt called to talk about a topic that is not often uh, spoken about. We have a very interesting relationship with death. And I think a lot of that relationship is rooted in avoidance. And I want to lean into that topic today because this year I lost both my my grandmother, or yes, my grandmother on my father's side and my grandfather on my mother's side this year. And uh, it has been a winter. And as I was I was as I was holding the hands of my grandparents in their final breaths, I was feeling a very profound sense of ease and gratitude um, that I'm at a place now in my life where I'm not a stranger to grief. Um, and my grandparents both died of um, at the end of a beautiful life, both at the age of 97. Um, and, and I thought, wow, how beautiful it is in the way that I'm experiencing grief. And, and I see how others struggle with it so much. And so I'm feeling really called to share some things that I've learned that have helped me um, to navigate the experience of death. And I hope that this episode serves anyone out there who may be experiencing that right now, loss of a loved one, a family member, a friend. Um, I've been hearing about it a lot in my community. So I hope this is helpful for all of you. Uh, grief is a skill set. And unfortunately, it's a skill set that is learned with practice. And we oftentimes don't get a lot of that practice. And so what my thoughts about that are is, number one, we understand that there is a process that isn't linear with grief. There's the first stage of denial or of shock. Uh, there's the stage of anger. There's a stage of sadness or depression. There's a stage of bargaining where we try to negotiate what we could have done or what could have been done different to prevent this outcome from happening. Uh, and then after we move from bargaining, there's a, there's a stage of acceptance. And I found that there's a stage after that, which is gratitude. Mm, I won't break down each step by step today, but there is, it is worth recognizing that grief is 
a nonlinear process, which means that we can oscillate between any of these stages and steps and in any random particular order, depending on the day. And that's very normal. And I found that it is so important to feel in order to heal and to, with an understanding of what cycle we're in, it allows us to embrace with a sense of acceptance that we're at this stage of the, of the bargaining process. I've had clients where a year later, there's still a pain. There is still a wound that is, that is op- that reopens. And embracing that with a sense of acceptance versus resistance or, or guilt or shame, or I shouldn't be feeling this, or shouldn't I be over this, but just allowing that to soften creates a, just a profound human experience. And I've learned that death teaches us a tremendous amount about life. I've learned that death teaches me about how precious life is and how tender life is and how fragile it is. And death can be such a powerful teacher of life. And when we can transform the fear of death into just a simple understanding that there are some inevitable truths in life. And one of them being that all things end and all things change. And we have no control over when that takes place. For those that, like me, love to have control, this can be a very uncomfortable truth to grapple with at first. Um, But at times, when we are forced to experience the pain of we just don't have control, we can either choose to try to tighten and harden even more, or we can choose to accept and to soften. And that's a very, very, very critical point in our journey and our development as people. Um, To embrace the natural course of life is to find grace. And that doesn't mean that we don't feel sadness or pain or anger or depression. Uh, It just, it just it gives us the permission to do so and to embrace the full spectrum of our humanness. And it creates a sense of connection. We, we think of connection as only connecting to positive feelings like gratitude or, or joy or happiness or love, but it's important to be able to experience human connection to our pain, to sadness, to some of the darker emotions that we try to avoid because we label them and judge them as quote bad or good. And emotions are just emotions. When we can remove that layer of judgment, good versus bad, it actually enhances the widening of our human experience. In other words, it helps us create empathy with other people. We want to connect with others, but in order to connect with others, we have to be able to connect to ourselves. To be able to hold sanctuary for one another in times of sadness is a result of being able to hold that sanctuary for ourselves. And that comes from the grace of acceptance, the grace of letting go of the resistance. Um, Resistance is a human response. Um, It's like non-attachment. We're never fully able to become 100% non-attached, but if we can set the intention of becoming 5% less attached, 5% less in resistance today, that's more than most ever get to in their entire lives. And there's something really beautiful that takes place and we get to feel the full spectrum of our human experience. Now, as we 
seek out support from friends and family during this time, during these, these moments of struggle, which is so critical and important. Allowing yourself permission to not comprehend or have answers to the questions that do come up in death is important. But eventually, you can get to a place where you can reflect on some questions. Now, how do we find meaning in grief? We look for meaning in grief. We look to ask, answer the question, why did this happen? Um, how could this have been prevented? And we try to make sense of things. And sometimes we don't have answers to questions like, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? There's really been no spiritual practice or religion that's ever been able to answer that existential conundrum. But the quality of our questions during grief is so impactful in helping us find a way forward. And I found the most impactful question is, what meaning can I make from my life moving forward? And what I interpret that as is, what did I learn about the person that passed away? What were the qualities within them that I admired? And how can I accept and bring on more of those qualities within me and make choices and decisions from that place in my life? One, because I admired who they were and I want to become more like them. But also two, I want to also carry on their legacy of their values, their way of being in the world. and. If I can honor their memory, and if I can't have answers to why things happen, but if I can just say, this is who I'm going to choose to be. This is who I'm going to choose to live into just a little bit more. When my friend, when my, when my friend died, he was someone who always would push me to my edge in surfing and in snowboarding. And I remember years later when I was um, surfing in Tahiti, a very dangerous wave called Chopu, I, I remember just tapping into his energy and just seeing like Matt's, Matt, would, Matt would say go, Matt would push me in. And there was just this channeling of that energy that came through me that allowed me to take the risk to catch one of the best waves of my life. I, I tap into his energy and I tap into his spirit when I'm on top of a mountain and I'm snowboarding and about to jump off a small cliff or about to go down a double black diamond or you know, just do things that most people would deem to be crazy. Most recently, I had the opportunity to sit in a couple of different medicine ceremonies um, after each grandparent passed away, coincidentally. And there was a real beautiful invitation, an opening within my mind, my body, and my energy and my spirit to call them in. And there was this sense of like my body was a sponge absorbing the best qualities of my, my grandparent of the befallen. And I think about, wow, my grandparents were Chinese refugees. They came from crazy rich Asian level of wealth and came over to the United States with nothing and had to start from scratch. They had to uh, join the military, then work in San Francisco and and put on the little alien antennas for television sets for work. And they previously in life had servants who had servants, had Rolls Royces, whose house in Shanghai is now a museum. And they had to start from 
nothing and build up again. And how much courage and strength and resilience that took. And when I think about the next edge for me in my life or when I'm scared to do something, there's this absorption of that energy of strength and resilience that I can tap into and feel. Uh, I mean, it's almost as if, you know, I come from them. They're my ancestors. So very much so, I, there's this understanding that who I am is very much so who they are. And it's this beautiful energy inside of me that when I point to it and find it, I can activate it and I can choose to show up in life that way. There was this beautiful moment in, in, in ceremony where the energy grids were a bit disrupted and I was in the center of the room and this had just been after my grandmother passed away. And I felt her, her strength coming through me to hold the room, to hold the energy in the room, hold the sanctuary with strength, with protection. And I could feel as almost like the energy of the room and each, peop, each person in the room was being held by me. And I was this like mountain of energy and this mountain of strength but it was really this grandmother energy that was I was tapping into. And I know that might sound a bit far-fetched and a bit, uh, a bit woo-woo, but life is all about the meaning that we choose to associate to what happens to us, not what happens to us. And there is something unique, something spiritual that can be very difficult to explain into words that I've begun to tap into. And, it's, and it started with a sense of openness. It started with a sense of inquiry, with questioning. And I'm offering this to you because if you've lost somebody in your life, chances are you're going through a degree of pain or suffering right now. And there's nothing that I can say in this moment that can take that away from you. My invitation is to be with that and to give yourself space to feel that, to heal that, and to do something in honor of their memory. And I think one of those powerful things can be asking yourself and journaling, who were they? How did they live their lives? What did they believe that I admired? How were, what did they value that I admired? And how could I just bring a little more of those qualities into my life? What's the next decision or choice that's coming up on the horizon that I can tap into that energy as I step forward in my life? And how can this be a way of honoring their memory? How can this be a way of honoring their legacy, whether you're related to them or not? I believe in the oneness and the omnipresence of soul and spirit. I believe there is an energy of spirit that is guiding us constantly, whether we're tapping into it or not. I do believe that we all have a soul. And when we pass away, that soul rejoins into the collective. And there is an ability to tap into that energy as a source, as something that we can use almost as fuel to carry us forward in life, to define who we end up becoming. And also a, a remembrance though of who we already are, that it's all inside of us and that we have a beautiful, beautiful invitation to tap into that, to define how we now want to live our life. And this is how death can be a teacher to us. It can inform us of how special life is and who we want to be as we continue to live life forward. I think there's a tremendous beauty into that. And I just wanted to offer all of that to you as you sit in your grief, as you process the emotions, as you try to make sense of it and make sense of your life. I hope that you can find this little bit of wisdom 
insightful for you. And I want you to know that it is possible to move through grief with grace. Letting go of the resistance. Surrendering to the inevitable truth. That all things change and all things end. And to turn back and find a sense of gratitude for the life that you are living. The life that you've been blessed with that you still have an opportunity to show up today and that you get to choose what you do with that. And perhaps you're able to reflect on others that you love. I find myself asking myself, if my parents died today, what would I regret? What would I, not, what would I regret not saying to them? I find myself asking, how could I make the most out of my life? These are questions that you can answer, and these are questions that you can do something about. And there's a sense of refilling, I find, that comes from that. There's a sense of empowerment, because we do have the ability to control how we show up in life. And there are deep, deep lessons in grief. There are deep, deep lessons in death. And when we can tap into this sense of there is an eternal consciousness within us, when we can connect with the spiritual energy, there is an even more softening that takes place because while this body may die, there is something I believe that is within us that carries on and that there is no, that there is a sense of not closure or ending, but something after, something that comes next. And there's a beauty to that. I can't prove it. I can only choose to believe in it. It's my personal practice of faith. I've had experiences of the mystical. I've had experiences with the spiritual. I've had my grandparents come to me in ceremony and say that I'm here and I've always been here. And I'm not asking you to believe that or not. I'm just inviting you to be open to the possibility. Because if you're open to the possibility, you might just be able to be surprised you might just be able to open yourself up and set the stage for something really magical to occur. And I hope that you can find that within yourself, find meaning through grief, find meaning through death, carry forward with empowerment and a deeper sense of appreciation for life, a deeper sense of appreciation for how these people have impacted you, that you have an opportunity to serve the world in honor of their legacy. And I think that is a full circle way of finding fulfillment in life finding fulfillment in death and carrying forward in this beautiful place with grace. If there's someone that you know who has been struggling with grief, who has lost someone recently, please share this with them. I hope that you all can go through life beautifully in grace and in harmony with the full acceptance that death is just another way of us to learn about life. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Think Out Loud podcast. If you liked it, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review it, and potentially share it with a friend. And if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at shapeshift underscore coach, or just search my name. And you can also find me on my website at www.shapeshiftcoach.com. Look forward to seeing you here again soon.